Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. 4 o'clock reset. Busy day in sports. NBA trade deadline came and went three hours ago. Suns made a big time move here with that and everything that went down today. Not only just in the NBA, but in everything. Our own Mitch Vereldis with the 4 o'clock reset. Mitch, take it away. Deal. Or no deal. That was a lot of teams today, right? Uh-huh. So we got a complete rundown. Here we go. Trades that happened just today, starting locally. The Suns acquired Royce O'Neal and David Roddy as part of a three-team trade with the Nets and Grizzlies. On their way out of Phoenix, Yuta Watanabe, Keita Bates-Diop, Chemezi Metu, and Jordan Goodwin, as well as three second rounders. And speaking of the picks, Gambo, I want to start with you there because okay. you have an update as far as what they're going to hold on to the Suns as far as picks. Are yeah, a lot of people are asking, like, well, what do they still have a second round pick? Yes, they held on to one second round pick. It's the Boston pick that's protected 31 through 45. So they held on to one protected second round pick in this deal. I can also tell you, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, um, in doing the math and everything, the Suns committed over $20 million more in salary and luxury tax with the trade today. Mm. Over $20 million more. They're committed to winning. Not one They apron, are committed to winning. But two, baby. It's a messy kitchen, right? $20 Matt. million dollars more in salary and tax with this trade. Matt Ishbia is officially a member of the Not Messing Around Club when it comes to money and what he's willing to spend to make it happen. We'll see if it works out. Look, as far as what they traded, to, I, I, I like Royce O'Neal a lot. He is definitely a top seven or eight player. He's definitely a guy who's going to play come playoff time. That was the goal. They found that guy. The fact that they gave up four of the players they acquired in the offseason. Hey, spare parts and broken hearts make the world go round, right? And those spare parts were used to turn into Royce O'Neal. I'm all for it. It's a good old game of bigger or better, right? Yep. You start with a paper clip and now you've got a you know, a full stack of paper or something. A couple of West contenders improved today. Thunder added Gordon Hayward out of Charlotte. They sent away Trey Mann, Davis Bertans, and Valisiche. Uh, I, I butchered that to hell. Sorry. Michich and some draft compensation. I always, always like Davis Bert, Bertrands in the past. I always kind of liked his game a little bit. Gordon Hayward is an older player now that once was great, but had one of the terrible, terrible injuries that we've seen on the court. And, and if he's healthy and he's right, he could really help. And if he's not, he can't. Expiring <laughs> so contract, so they got to get the most of it now, too. You know what? Sometimes you got to take a flyer and take a chance. I like it. I mean, I like them taking a chance. Yeah, the Thunder could have done a lot more today if they wanted. God knows they had the resources and the and the draft picks and thing and the money to be able to do some stuff. They didn't, which I think is good news for the Suns in that regard because they, they could have gotten a lot better today if they really wanted to. And then the Mavericks are getting bigger. Daniel Gafford out of Washington and then P.J. Washington out of Charlotte. Interesting on the way out, Grant Williams, who they had just signed to a contract this offseason as well. Yeah, how much better? I don't know. But once again, it's the Dallas Mavericks trying to surround Luka with as much talent as they possibly can. And they have to do that to keep Luka happy. Did it make them a marginally better basketball team? Marginally, yes. Enough to be a real threat in the West? I'll believe it when I see it. But they've they've got to 
do whatever they can to make Luka happy and make them feel like they're putting a good team around him. And as crazy as it sounds, they do because at some point, one of these trade deadlines, yeah. it could be Luka Doncic who's getting traded by the Dallas Mavericks if, if he's not happy with the direction of what they're doing. It's like a marriage. Us men have to do everything we can to make them happy. On the east, everything. On the, on the east side of it, a couple of contenders improving as well. The Knicks seen as the big winners of the day, bringing back Alec Burks and then adding Boyan Bogdanovich out of Detroit. But it can't all be good news for the Knicks. There was just an update from New York saying that OG Ananomi is expected to miss at least three weeks to remove a loose bone fragment in his right elbow. Had surgery on that just today. When healthy, the New York Knicks, you they've got now, all their you? parts. That, that's a team yeah. that can win a lot of playoff games, I think, in the Eastern Conference. A lot of playoff games in the East. That was kind of a go-for-it move today by the New York. I think it's the one yeah. big move of the day by a contending team to try to make some sort of Bogdanovich can flat-out shoot. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And Burks is pretty good, too. Yeah. The Knicks had him once before. He's pretty good. Yeah, but we'll see if they're healthy because that's they're missing a lot of their guys now, and they can use Bogdanovich until they get to that point, but they're only going to contend in that conference if they're all healthy come playoff time. Going to read a quick list of significant non-moving players and non-trading teams today. Miles Bridges staying put in Charlotte. DeJounte Murray staying put in Atlanta. Bruce Brown staying put in Toronto. P.J. Tucker staying in L.A. He's not too happy about that, by the way. No, he is not. And then three teams that didn't make any moves at all. The Bulls, the Lakers, and the Warriors all stood pat today. P.J. likes his money. Okay, he's got one more year left to make good money next year. He's not going to opt out. He's not going to take a buyout and no. then lose next year's $11 million or he, $12 million. He probably just wanted to play somewhere. Trade me because he wants that money next year. Like, that's probably his last year in the NBA. He doesn't want to walk away from $11, $12 million bucks. All this bleep is a bleeping joke, he said on his Instagram. I doubt it's still there, by the way. <laughs> probably not. I'm glad you took a screenshot of it. Thank you. Um, buyout market, guys. That's the next phase of this whole NBA trade deadline. So here's a bunch of names as far as ones that the Suns can retain because there's a $12.4 million limit that they cannot surpass. So no Spencer Dinwiddie because he made too much money. And then no Marcus Morris. Not that it would have mattered anyway. But Victor Oladipo, Robin Lopez, Daniel House Jr., Killian Hayes, Corey Joseph, and then most recently, Furkan Korkmaz are now all available in free agency or buyout. It's the next frontier for Gambo to chase down all these buyout guys. Congratulations I just texted Ish that. Wainwright. He's available. <laughs> Suns have an open roster spot. Of the names, Come on, you want to bring back Ish? Of the names on that list, I'll tell you right now, the one that pops, yeah. Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph. I used to love me some Corey Joseph back in the day. Before they got Chris Paul, that was one of the five point guards that they were looking at. He's more of a defensive-minded point guard. Yeah. Um, but, man, I haven't paid a whole lot of it. But I did used to like Corey Joseph quite a bit. He, okay. How old is he now? Corey Joseph is 31. 31 years old? Okay, 32. Okay. He's 32 years old. He used to like him. 32. He's not. He didn't have a great year with Golden State before he got traded. I'm thinking about him as a backup point guard. Not somebody who would get serious minutes in the postseason because you wouldn't need him then, but somebody who could alleviate some of that stress to get you there. I like Corey Joseph on that list as a buyout guy for the Phoenix Suns. I really, really do. I kind of think I agree with you. I really do. As a backup who just could, you know, not not play a whole lot, it's fine. It's fine. Yep. Been in the league a long time. He knows how to play. Yep. Plays defense. 
I like them. I like them. I like them, too. I like them, too. We'll see if it happens. Suns, of course, have to play a game tonight. They're hosting the Utah Jazz. What? So a couple of depleted rosters, for the most part, because both the teams made some trades today. And it's amplified more so because Devin Booker was a late addition to the injury report. He's questionable due to left hip soreness. And then you got Bradley Beal questionable due to an ankle injury. I don't know if it's going to be tonight, but I had this thought last night, today. I can't remember when. At some point, we're going to get a load management game from the Phoenix Suns for one of these guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like for it, one of them or all of them? For, well, they might stagger it a little bit, but at some point, you're going to see Devin Booker get a random night off. You're going to see Bradley Beal get a ran. I get it. Continuity and playing consecutive oh, games what, together. What about chasing that top four seed in the West, I, though? Well, I mean, if, if it's that important to them, they won't. This, but I think in the NBA, giving your guys a blow every now and then, there's value to that. This game's on the roster that they could win without their full arsenal, yes. too. And I don't know if... Oh, okay. You want to circle one? Next week, they got the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday on the second night of a back-to-back. I don't know. They just beat the Kings last night by double digits. Hello, so. load management night. That, there's your load management night right there. Right there. Hi, Monty. We're not playing any of our Do they have Washington again? Because, God, no. that team is terrible. No, they're done with Washington. They're Man, that Washington. team was bad. But I'm just saying sprinkle in a night off every now and then for Book or Beal or KD. I don't think it'd be a bad thing. I don't think it'd be bad. I don't know if it's tonight. I just think it wouldn't be a bad thing. And let's close with the former quarterback of what he's calling one of the greatest coaches of all time, saying he was surprised that Bill Belichick got skipped over in the hiring cycle. Are you surprised Bill Belichick hasn't gotten a job in this cycle? You know, I don't I, I don't know the criteria for hiring these guys, for hiring coaches. You know, I have never been a part of it. I mean, I'm surprised that the greatest coach ever doesn't have a job. You know, absolutely. But, you know, I'm surprised a lot of things in the NFL. When I was a free agent, there was a lot of teams that didn't want me. There was a lot of things that happen that, you know, for one reason or another, don't go exactly the way, you, you know, you think they should go. Tom Brady calling out ageism on Let's Go Podcast. <laughs> he still does that podcast. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, he still does. And he's, he's going to start calling games Ego maniac Jim Gray. Him. Wow. Yeah, and yeah, he's going to take <laughs> the number one spot from Fox, which Greg Olson, he's the best on TV. I think I saw somebody suggested they should do a three-man booth, but then I wonder, Greg how are Olson? you going to get everybody equal talking? And Greg Olson would just make them look bad. Greg and Olson's the, the best analyst in the NFL. One quick no. You like Greg Olson? Yeah, he's I good. Know. Greg Olson is the, the best. best. He's the best national analyst in the NFL. He is great. He's entertaining. He's informative. He's awesome. One other quick note about Tom Brady. The guy who's got an enormous amount of pressure on him of these new coaches, Raheem Morris, because he's the guy who got the gig and Bill Belichick didn't. Dude, you better win. You bet, because they could have had Bill we Belichick, had and, Belichick. And they picked you. You better win. Pressure's on that guy right there, I'm telling you. And that's the 4 o'clock reset. All right, thanks, Mitch. Appreciate that. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, NBA trade deadline day, and the Phoenix Suns made some moves. What do they they do? What does it mean? And what's the likelihood they can keep Royce O'Neal next year? We'll talk about that a little bit next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Suns versus Jazz. Free game tonight at 6 on the home of the Suns. Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. All right, kind of sifting through the rubble of what was a very busy trade deadline day for the Phoenix Suns. Came and went 1 o'clock today. The news came down, what, 11.30, 11.45, somewhere around then. 
that the Phoenix Suns were going in a three-way deal with the Brooklyn Nets and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Suns acquired Royce O'Neal and David Roddy, and in exchange, they gave up, and Gambo was the first to report what they gave up. Keita Bates-Diop, Yudo Watanabe, Jordan Goodwin, and Chemezi Metu, uh, three second-round picks as well yes. as part of the deal. They held on to one of their second-round picks. It's a protected Boston Celtics pick. And they did keep Nasir Little, who everybody just assumed was going to be a part of any deal that went down today, which means that, you know, it's not so much about Nasir Little, the player. Maybe one day it will be. Right now, it's more about Nasir Little, the trade asset. That is still an asset that they have moving forward if they want it. But the biggie is Royce O'Neal. The biggie. And, that's and, the biggie. And that that's all along. Uh, we stated it yesterday, but we had kind of mentioned it for the better part of the last two weeks. You're not going to give up what limited assets you have for a guy who's your 10th best player. You're going to give up what limited assets you have, knowing you've only got one shot at this, to bring in a guy that you can legitimately say is going to be a part of your postseason roster. Royce O'Neal checks that. Well, he's not the perfect player, but he checks that box for the Phoenix Suns. He becomes your seventh guy off the bench. He's a guy that you can count on, you can rely on. I I spoke with several teams in the league about him today, and, man, everybody likes Royce O'Neal as a player. The the most important things about him to know, he's used to not being a high-usage guy. (laughs) He's always been that guy. You don't have to have the ball in your hands. I can play without the ball. I'm good. I know what to do. Um, So he's not a high-usage guy guy, which helps because they've got three high usage guys. He doesn't shoot it a lot, but when he shoots it, he's a, he's a good shooter. Not a great shooter, but good. But he's a smart defensive player. He could guard Kawhi Leonard. He can guard Paul George. He can guard a lot of those players. His weakness defensively is the speed and quickness, guys. But the other guys, the stronger guys, he's good at that. Really solid player. This is a big upgrade for the Phoenix Suns. This is a move that makes them a better basketball team. Destination Detroit. Detroit. Time for our qualifier for Destination Detroit. 420. It's 420. And it's Ryan Lake from Phoenix. Ryan Lake has 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for your chance to win a trip for two to the 2024 NFL Draft in Detroit. If we don't hear from Ryan Lake in the next 10 minutes, then we're going to open up the phone lines to somebody else. Now, if you didn't hear your name, you can still qualify. Text the word DRAFT to 620-620. Listen again tomorrow during Bickley and Murata at 820, during Wolf and Luke at 1220, and during our show at 420. Once again, Ryan Lake, L-A-K-E, from Phoenix. You have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870. I wonder why we picked 420 as the time. I would imagine. Isn't that synonymous with something else? <laughs> what? What is it synonymous with, Gambo? Yeah, you just, tell us. I, yeah, I don't I, know what I, you're talking about, Gambo, but clearly you do. I thought it was synonymous. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I thought now, it was. In fairness, the other time funny. slots throughout the day are yeah. 8.20, which is in the right. third hour of the morning, 12.20, which is in the third hour of the afternoon. Right. So why do we get the one that, you know. Because it's the third hour of our show. Yeah. But could they be like 4.25? <laughs> 
320. Do you have a problem with the implications that come with announcing this saying, thing like, at 420? Why does our show get the one time that's kind of synonymous Look, with something Gambo, else? Look, Gambo, weeds just like to know what you're getting at here. <laughs> Some days Gambo could use a little 420 just Listen, to ease him up a little bit, right? The, uh, right? Just I'm a, not saying just, it's a pot just in the kettle black. Just to loosen him up a little bit every now and then, you know, it might it might help you, Gambo, a little Listen, bit. Because sometimes I, you are just I, so wound tight. I always, I always say I've never been high, but then I do drive on the I-10 home every day. <laughs> you know? You're talking about cannabis curves? Yes. Where, where you can always smell So I do the, things yeah, for about four yeah. minutes, I might be a little loopy on my way home. No, I don't think it's going to take a little bit more than that. All right, please, back on topic. Uh, while we just pray to God that Ryan Lake calls to save us all, if not in 10 minutes, what we'll... What's wrong with just trying to have a little bit of fun nothing, now and nothing, then? Nothing at all. I'm, I'm all for having a little bit of fun. And just hearing please. you talk about this is like hearing my grandpa talk about this. It's just, you know, it's like, really, Gramps, stop talking about 420, all right? It's just stop talking about pie. It's just not your thing. Really. Talk about the big red machine from the 70s, all right? Johnny Bench! Talk about the 69 Conception. You know, talk about Ronald Reagan. Don't talk about this. This is not your this not your wheelhouse. This is not your thing. Oh, stop. Ronald Reagan. Just, just stop. Um, here's the other thing to potentially like about Royce O'Neal. Okay. He's keepable. Yes, he's keepable. Yes, I, we have not brought that up we, yet. We you're right, and it needs to be brought up. Please go there. You're you're he's right. He's keep his bird rights, the ability to re-sign him higher than other teams, transfers over with him. Now, at first, you might think, if you're a Suns fan, well, hey, let's wait and see whether we want to keep him. And that's fair. You can wait and see whether you want to pay him or not. But if he is good enough to want to keep, and oh. you, it, it, he's like Grayson Allen in that regard. Right. And he gives you a reason to want to keep him, then at some point with that salary, he becomes a tradable asset somewhere down the road because now he's a guy making $6 million, $7 million, $8 million, and maybe he could be an asset you could use for a few. Because you don't have a lot of those on your roster right Listen, now. And I'll say this. The, the, the one thing that's been abundantly clear in the last year, in the last calendar year, this no, new owner doesn't give a damn about how much money he has to pay to try to win a championship. He doesn't give a damn. Doesn't seem they to. added over $20 million in salary and luxury tax payments by making this trade for Royce O'Neal and obviously, you know, the, the Roddy trade too. Over $20 million added in luxury tax and salary for the trades today. They don't, he don't care. This, they want to win at all, at any cost. They're, they're willing to spend the money to win. Now, I'll say this, and I don't know the numbers, and you tweet, you mentioned the numbers, and you tweeted out the numbers. To re-sign Grayson Allen and Royce O'Neal this offseason, that's going to be expensive. Yeah, there's a 4.25 percent tax on anything you're over with the uh, with the you know the the, the luxury tax threshold. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. But, but if, do you think for one second that they wouldn't do it if that's the guys that they want to keep? Yeah, if, if there's a willingness, to, well, Grayson Allen, I have no doubt about. They'll bring him back. But by bringing back Royce O'Neal, if they do it, and let's say they sign him to a contract that paid him $7 million a year, $8 million a year, that's a good middle-of-the-road salary that you could use for a trade somewhere later. Because right now, everything on the Suns roster is either high-paid guys or minimum guys. And when you can't aggregate contracts anymore, 
You need some of those middle tier salaries. A couple of those middle tier salaries as a trade. He's keepable, and that's very important. Texas, your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. We've already had a few today. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on the deal. Uh, Let us know what you think on the FanDuel text line. When we come back, a lot of other trades made today. Anybody we should be worried about in the West. We'll talk next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Destination Detroit. <laughs> we didn't get uh, Ryan to call in on time at 420 this afternoon. So, given that it's 430 right now, caller number 10, 602-260-9870. 602-260-9870. What are you doing not listening to the show, especially on a day like today with all the news? Yeah, Ryan. What are, you, what, are you not do- what are you doing? Yeah. What, you got a job or something? You busy? You got a what, wife? What? You got kids? You really? got responsibilities? You don't. Where is your Where is your work life balance these days, yeah. Ryan? You're working too hard. Kick back, enjoy life. Listen to the Burns and Gambo show. You don't need a job. You can always get another one. Get let go. You know, <laughs> unemployment's like an all time low. Exactly. You'll be fine. You'll be good. You can always find another wife. Uh, ooh, easy. 602-260-9870. Easy with the advice there, <laughs> Kimosabi. It's that's you know, you're throwing those grenades out there. Uh, ah, just go get a new wife. Why not? Listen to us. Go get a new spouse. Six zero two two six zero nine eight seven zero. If you're caller number ten, um, I was. I, I was waiting, and I think a lot of us were all morning long. I, I know you were doing the Gambo thing, working to see, to to you know to break the news, and 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 you did. You did a great job getting the news and the information out there, and you still are getting the information out there Thank about you. about the the tax ramifications and how much extra the Suns are paying the pick. and the second round pick, et cetera, et cetera. But part of the trade deadline too was also looking around at you know peeking over the fence into your neighbor's yard and seeing what they were doing and what was going on with Dallas and what was going on with New Orleans and what was going on with Oklahoma City or the Clippers or the Nuggets or any of these Western Conference teams. It's always part of the narrative when it comes to a trade deadline. And we kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. There were a couple of moves. Dallas in particular was the one that made a couple of moves, but for the most part, nobody in the West really went and did the thing this morning. Okay, Nobody so- really did. There was a point where I basically shut everything off and just focused on Suns for a couple of hours. Um, probably more likely from like 10 to 1. I just focused on Suns. I didn't see anything that happened. I actually didn't realize that until you told me that these other teams didn't do anything. And then I was, wow, like, okay, the Clippers didn't make a move. The Nuggets didn't make a move. Okay, that's big. Like, those are the two teams that I think are your biggest threat in the West are the Clippers and the Nuggets. They didn't do anything. Now, this buyout market is going to get busy. It is going to get busy in a hurry. Yes, sir. A lot of players that are going to be available in the buyout market. Let's see what the Clippers and Nuggets do there, because sometimes there's a better chance that you can improve in the buyout market than you can on the trade market. I don't want to say that nobody did anything. And by the way, uh, we have a winner. Ryan Hunter is now the new winner. Here so go, Ryan. Congratulations, Ryan. You're qualified. We'll announce a name, I believe, on our show tomorrow as to who is the great thumbs up, two thumbs up from Lauren Koval. What time? Uh, I I think in the five o'clock hour. Five o'clock hour. I believe in the five o'clock hour. Okay. 
<laughs> that one, Lauren's like, I don't know. I think in the five o'clock hour tomorrow right. we're going to be announcing the Lots grand of prize winner. Up right there. Of yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> Look at that. We got a we got a live studio audience. It's it's like we're a late night talk show it's in here. Kellen Olson, Kellen and, and Tyler, Tyler Drake. Drake. It's, it's cheering us on, trying to get us through this next hour and a half. It's like we're the Jimmy Kimmel show in here, and you're our live studio audience. Thank you guys. We appreciate that. Um, boy, if only we had cameras set up in there so you could see the shenanigans <laughs> going on on that side of the glass. My goodness, it's all on this side. Um, the okay. Here's what the Mavericks did. The Mavericks got P.J. Washington from the Hornets. They gave up Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Well, they did not want Grant Williams, did that? They really didn't. They just did not want Grant Williams. And that's a decent return for Charlotte for P.J. Washington. And P.J.'s okay, but I I don't know if he's that much of a difference maker. The Mavericks also got center Daniel Gifford from the Wizards for Rashawn Holmes and draft compensation. As far beyond that, Oklahoma City got Gordon Hayward. Beyond that, nobody in the West really did anything. But boy, brother, you are right on it when you say the buyout market now suddenly becomes the place. And that becomes the the who's going to get this guy and who's going to get that guy and who's, who's going to... I'll use Corey Joseph as an example because you and I both like him. He's not a high-impact guy. He's not somebody who's going to get playoff minutes for the Suns. But he's a guy as a backup point guard, as a as a one who can come in off the bench and run your offense for 15 minutes a game during the regular I season. I, I always I'd liked love him. him. I'd love him if I he did, came I here. I did always like him. Um, it's a good name. That's a good name you brought up in, in Corey Joseph. I think, and here's the question, I think the Suns are really, really set. I don't think they have to do anything else. I'm sure they'll kick the tires on things. Are you are, are you worried? Do you worry now? That, so Clippers did nothing. Denver did nothing. Are you more worried now with the buyout market that those could be destinations? I'll go play in L.A. with Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden. Or I'll go play in Denver with Jokic and Murray. Are you worried about that? Because that buy, there's going to be some good names in the buyout market. There are. And and I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't worried about it a little bit, that I wasn't thinking about it a little bit as, as man, I, I, I see these names come up. And look, we learned this last year when the Suns went into the buyout market and got Terrence Ross. Okay? It's not, it's not a perfect thing. And just because on the surface a player looks like he can be someone who comes in and helps, Terrence Ross didn't really help. No. He he had a couple of moments, but he really didn't do that much. Mostly, it's kind of fool's gold. Mostly, it's guys you really shouldn't get that wound up about. But in this moment, it does kind of have like an Oklahoma land rush feel to it, right? Like it's, okay, first one who gets there and plants their flag wins. And they get Spencer Dinwiddie, which the Suns can't get. You know, or, or gets Corey Joseph, or they get whomever. You know, Marcus Morris, which the Suns also can't get. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, he's too expensive I'm for him. Really and, happy. And then the other thing to look at, too, and I don't know this. I need to look up and see what other teams in the West have the same restrictions the Suns do. What other teams in the West can't go beyond the $12.4 million buyout threshold? Because that's that's the deal for the Suns. They, they can't... I don't s- think Denver can. Is it Denver? I don't know. Mitch, I don't know. I'm, Mitch I, might know that. Mitch, do you know if the Nuggets have the same limits the Suns do when it comes to the $12.4 million buyout oh, yeah, issue? They're in that group. They they're spent the way group. too much The money. Nuggets are in that group. Okay. They can't go over that either. So they but can't I also either. believe that they were kind of a team that didn't need to make a trade. Like You mentioned the Clippers is not making a deal. They've made their big deal already, right? With it just Harden? happened months before the deadline. You think? I, I don't yeah, think. But you, always wanna, you, you always get a 50-game look at your roster, and then if you want to tinker, you can. 
So, like, you know, the Suns needed to tinker, like, because Watanabe and Kata Bates Diop, those guys didn't work out. Beal was the big addition, but they needed better depth. I mean, you're a Nuggets fan. I mean, is there, they got rid of two of their key players depth wise from last year, right? They didn't get rid of two guys? They just let them walk, basically. They right. couldn't afford to keep them. Right. So now you've got to look at the roster. Don't they need to do something? Don't you feel like they need to do something depth-wise? I mean, has Reggie Jackson been great for them? I mean, maybe I feel less about this because they just won, so I don't feel as greedy about, oh, my gosh, they need to make a move. Plus, I like the young guys a lot. Like, Peyton Watson's been awesome, and Christian Brown's been awesome, too. Okay, I just found it, by the way. I was listening to you guys, but I was looking at the same time. The following teams are ineligible to sign a player waived who had a pre-existing salary of more than $12.5 million. Okay. Golden State can't. Okay, Golden State can't. The Clippers can't. Phoenix can't. Denver can't. I knew Denver couldn't. I knew they couldn't. Boston can't. Milwaukee can't. And Miami cannot. Wow, that's a lot. Those are the seven teams. Those are the, yeah, seven teams. Warriors, Clippers, Celtics, Suns, Bucks. Nuggets Heat cannot sign a waived player who had a pre-existing salary of more than twelve and a half million dollars. They're ineligible because they're over they're over the tax apron. But yes, to your point, the two words that come to mind are depth. And even though the Suns probably wouldn't play Corey Joseph in the postseason, would he be a nice guy to help get you there? Yeah, I think he'd be a nice guy to help get you there. Depth. And the other word that you mentioned. Insurance. 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 Like when you're at the blackjack table, mm. you know, and the dealer, you know, she's she got the face card. She goes, insurance? Insurance? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> it's, you got another analogy? It's, it's, just, it's just a way to, well, it's the only other analogy is actual insurance. You're, you're hedging yourself in case something really bad happens. Go get a player in case something really bad happens. You stash that guy at the right. end, of your, but then a lot of those guys won't come unless you promise minutes. I, when I watch and the that, news, that they, when I watch the too. news at home, they've always got this commercial with the a lot of old people talking about this car insurance. When your car warranty runs out, you can get this other insurance. Maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like supplemental insurance, it's like, like it's, Aflac. It's like Aflac yeah. with Dion and, I, and Nick Saban. You yeah, know. the insu- listen, that's not a bad way to look at it either. Just a little bit of insurance. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it would seem that when it comes to a running back on the Arizona Cardinals roster, I was very very, very wrong because the Cardinals were very justified in paying their running back and I'm about to agree with that statement next on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Social Poll Update. Presented by Sanderson Ford. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day found on social media at X. The artist formerly known as Twitter, Mitch. Take it away. You've got a poll question for us. What do you do got? Do you want Gambo to start reporting on buyout? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh God. Of all the Yes, mo- I do want Gambo to start uh, reporting on buyout, guys. Yeah, but we could do that tomorrow. I'm not- going to the Suns game tonight. Not today, but did I not call it? Did I not say that your Twitter timeline was going to be filled Low with people? Up. Check out this guy. Gambo, what about that guy? Thaddeus Young. What about that guy? Oh, yeah. Corey Joseph. He just got bought out. I saw a report DJ about Tucker. that. Tucker. Yeah. Thaddeus Young. Suns have always been connected to Thaddeus Bring Young. Bring back Ishway. Right. Speaking of names always connected with the Suns, you know what name was trending a lot the past couple of days into today? Mm. Tory Craig. <laughs> James Jones's favorite deadline Bring acquisition. Why not, right? He's Let's no go good. three for he, he three when he, it comes to Tory. Tory Craig can't crack their top nine. It's not about good or bad. It's the principle he of the can't. trade. Yeah. But I know what you mean. He can't crack their top nine. Here's the real question. Okay. All the moves made. We're done. We're good. This is how it stands right now. No buyouts are happening. Let's pretend. 
Where do you see the Suns finishing in the West? Four options. The one seed. A two, three, or a four seed. A five or six seed. Or a play-in team. Well, Gamba brought up a good point earlier. You, you, you vote five or six because that's where they are right now. And that's the, that's, the, that's the safe pick. Because for them to get any higher, somebody's really going to have to fall. Right, because there's, there's a lot of difference right now in games. Uh, I mean, seeds one, two, three, and four in the West, Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Denver, and the Clippers, they all have 16 losses. There, there's no separation. They're all basically in a four-way tie for first. I pick the Suns two to four because I think Minnesota's going to fall. I just don't believe it. I don't. I, I think the Suns are better than them, and they've got 30 games to make up five games on them in the standings. I think that's doable. It's tough, but I think it's doable Sun for the Suns. schedule Sons. is very difficult, too. And that doesn't help. It's a difficult schedule help. for Phoenix. But I've got them fourth. Gimbo? I go five. I go five. 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 Yeah. So around that four or five spot. And that's kind of where the audience is right now. It, my quick math is 92% of the audience is in that two to four to five to six. But the majority is saying two to four seed, 58%. 34% going with a five or six seed for the Suns. But Gambo's not wrong in that for it to happen, somebody would really have to fall apart in the last 30 games of the season and the Suns would have to play out of their minds and they'd have to do it against the toughest schedule in the NBA. And so you add it up and it's certainly much easier to predict that they stay in five or six. Much easier to predict. Because the schedule's hard. If there was a two game, even three game difference, then I'd say they're going to jump up. But five games... Does seem like a lot, and it doesn't matter to me. Five or six, that's good enough. Just be healthy going just, into the playoffs. Be healthy, and then go beat someone in, ass. and then and then yeah. you'll be fine. I, I'm okay with that if that happens. Thank you, Mitch. That's the poll question. You can find it on our social media pages. X typically uh, at Burns and Gambo is where you can find us. But if social media uh, is how you want to consume the Burns and Gambo show, we're on Instagram at Burns and Gambo. We're on Facebook at Burns and Gambo. Uh, YouTube. We are now broadcasting on. YouTube as well. We've got fancy lights in here that that are like TV quality. And if you want to subscribe to Arizona Sports at YouTube, just search Arizona Sports at YouTube and subscribe to our channel. And you can watch our show. You can watch highlights from our show. I just want to clarify one thing real quick. Yeah, the what? live stream is on our website or our app, not the YouTube page. You, but you can subscribe to us on yeah. YouTube. You no, no, no. Please that's, subscribe to that's us what on I YouTube. Meant. You can subscribe to our channel on YouTube. That's, that's what I meant. That's where you can see Gambo's full Reaper outfit. We've got that video up oh, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. I'm sorry if I if I didn't phrase that the correct way. What I meant to say was you could subscribe to Arizona Sports at YouTube. Uh, that's another way you can consume us as well. So we're all, we're all, we're all over that. Uh, tonight is, and, and I, I don't typically pay that much attention to that, Tonight is the awards night in the NFL where they give out, you know, offensive player of the year, most valuable player, all that stuff. They have a big ceremony. So the red carpet. Yeah, the red carpet. You saw that. Uh, One of the awards being given out tonight, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football is giving out the award for the angriest run of the year. You know how he does the angry runs? Yes. And he has the scepter that he hands out to the the running back or the player. James Conner on that list? James Conner is one of the finalists Mm. for the angry run of the year. Here's Kyle this morning. I mentioned the Arizona Cardinals. Toughest four-win team you'll ever see, and I'm not joking. (sighs) Week 13, James Conner takes a little trip back to Pittsburgh. We used to employ him, and then he takes a little trip to the sideline in those 
clean all whites and he does something filthy. James Conner with oh, a journey. He throws. Look, we all love Pat P. He was on the show yesterday. I think Conner loves Pat P. I think he threw him to the 18th hole. This was an unbelievable thing in that stadium, on that sideline, in a game that the Cardinals won. It doesn't matter, but I just like the extra credit. It is a perfect throw, and good night. James Conner will be there Thursday night, sitting, waiting, hoping he's won this thing three times. I, he's won it three times? I, so, I, think, I don't know if he's won the... End of the year award three times, but throughout the course the angry of his career, run. he's the angry run. He's won the angry run of the week award three times in his career. He won it, and if you don't remember the play, it was against the Steelers, and Pat Pete was coming in for the tackle. Yes, and James Connor, I swear to God, shoved him into a different zip code. I, I mean, just all. It, Pat Pete went flying. And I don't know if it's because it was Pat Pete was the one that he he threw. That made it that much better. I would love it if James Conner won that award. Because, look, I... We, you and I talk about running backs all the time. I, I'm, I've never been more wrong about anything in my life than I was wrong about James Conner and the money that he's earned from the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. He's been worth every penny. Most of them aren't. So to you know, to, to your point, there are a lot of running backs that get paid that are not worth the money they get paid. And that's fine. I'll, I'll be happy to be right 95% of the time on this one because I think that the odds matter on this one, and I'll play the odds every time on the running back. God, James Conner's been so He was so good for the Cardinals this year. He... he he deserves every award he's got coming. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew today on NFL.com was ranking his top running backs in the NFL. He had James Conner, seventh he did. in the entire and I, NFL. I, and, I, and I said to you, and it's, it's interesting because I said to you yesterday, where would you rank him as a top running back in the NFL? And I think you were initially thought, okay, based on the tone of your voice, they probably have him rated very low. No, seventh best running back was was James Conner. Yeah. Like, he had a great season. I don't know if I would have thought, wow, is he better than, you know, Jameer Gibbs? Is he better than, so? like, you, you look at the guys, I'm just calling it up now, I'm a little behind, my apologies. But you look at the guys that he got ranked ahead of, and it's impressive. Like, he got ranked ahead of a lot of good I got, running backs. He is ahead of, I've got it right here, and that's okay. He was ahead, of, you, you mentioned Jameer Gibbs, he was one of them. My computer's going really, really slow. Here it is. Rashad uh, White? Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Bijan Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Isaiah Pacheco, Tony Pollard, Jonathan Taylor. He was ranked ahead of all of all those guys. guys. All of those guys. Running back. The only one he was behind were Christian McCaffrey, Kyron Williams, Derrick Henry, Raheem Mostert, James Cook, and Brees Hall. That's it. That's it. And when you asked me the question yesterday, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm sure somebody undervalued James Conner because somebody wasn't paying attention. So that's why I said, oh, I don't know, he was probably like 17th on the list or whatever. And you said, no, he was 7th. Like, good. He deserves to be 7th. Right. He's earned the right to be 7th. And I'd say if he follows it up with another impactful year next year, yeah, I know. You roll your eyes all you, you want. Don't, you don't want to keep them? We're going to have to have the conversation. We're going to have to have the conversation. If you're ready to win, I don't know if I want to give him. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's a terrific. He's a, ter- he's, a ter- he's a terrific back, and he's still got some juice. So I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't want to give him a long-term deal, but I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, afraid at all of a two-year deal. When we come back, the Phoenix Suns on trade deadline day. Simple question, simple answer. How'd they do? We'll answer the question next on Burns and Gambo.